High Fivers, I'm Stephanie, Ambassador of Fun, and welcome to High Five to That, a podcast all about celebrating fun stories, adventures, or just anything that has you saying high five to that. To that. And today we have a special event, or a special episode, sorry, um, where I want to start doing this more where I have different entrepreneurs come on and talk about what they do and what sparks joys for them, as Komari would say. And today we have creator of Rise Online Magazine, and that's spelled R-Y-Z, and it's an acronym for Reach Your Zenith. And we have Stephen Minar. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so let's start off with a little bit about your background. So what did you do before you created Rise? Sure, you bet. Um... Gosh, many, many years ago, right? So where do we start? Um, I think probably um, uh, I have always was too impatient to go to school. I was always an entrepreneur. And uh, so I actually went into the real estate business when I was 19. Oh, and wow. So that's, uh, that's how I got started in that world. And then, uh, of course, once you have a few years that you work for yourself, you, you become psychologically unemployable. So <laughs> I have had to just work for myself uh, since then, so since then I've done all kinds of crazy things, but uh, but yeah, it all started in the real estate business in the 90s or 80s and 90s, and did that for about 11 years, and uh, had a Remax franchise, had agents working with me, and bought and sold a lot of houses, and watched booms and busts in that in that world, and then um, and then kind of got into you know marketing and sales and uh, of a different type, you know financial services, went through that world for a while. Uh, got involved in supplements and uh, gosh, it just, it just, uh, you know, started doing consulting, you know, when I was in the real estate business, I used to work with a lot of investors and mm -hmm. uh, uh, they had their own particular problems, uh, privacy, asset protection. And uh, so I actually found myself just uh, falling into that world where I got into the financial consulting and, uh, mm -hmm. um, and then, uh, and, and then over the years, I've done all kinds of things. I used to be a used car uh, a wholesaler. You oh know? wow! <laughs> and uh, I learned really quick you don't, nobody should do that business because <laughs> you know you you buy a car and uh, you sell it and you don't know the history of it and they're all going to break and then everyone hates you so you don't want to be in that <laughs> business. So, um, so uh, yeah, I was in the car business for a little while and uh, I was actually a gold and silver dealer for a while. So I'd buy and sell uh, uh, gold and silver and diamonds and uh, um, high-end watches uh, so that was an interesting world and uh, but I've always I've always had my eyes and ears open for opportunities I've tried lots of things and um, and then uh, I, I got involved in the supplement world through uh, um, through a couple of companies learning about this weird word called nootropics you know nootropic is uh, I guess the the definition is either a supplement or a drug that helps boost uh, brain power or memory or focus. Oh, okay. And uh, so, uh, so I started researching that and, uh, and found uh, a couple of products that I really liked, but I thought I could improve upon them. And uh, so I created a supplement, my own, my own uh, brand called Rise Mind. Mm -hmm. But as an offshoot to that, you know, this whole, you know, 30 years of working as an entrepreneur, working with entrepreneurs, um, 
and uh, being around people who are pursuing their dreams and uh, 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 wanting to do something and wanting to build something for themselves, I've, I, could, I could really relate to those people. And I thought, you know, it would be cool if we could create a platform uh, to help these people get their story out. And so that's yeah. how Rise Magazine was born. So I like to showcase people and to hear their stories. I love hearing every person's uh, individual story and what their challenges have been and how they've overcome them. And, uh, and, and I'm loving it, you know, and it's just, it's a fairly new project for me, but, uh, but I love that. Yeah. Well, that kind of already answered my second question, which was, um, how did it get started? Like what sparked the desire to create this magazine? Yes. Yes. It's, um, it's, it's interesting because everybody has a story and in the world we're in today, um, and especially as we get older, we all have, um, uh, I call them multiple identities. So I think one of the hardest questions that you've probably run into yourself is when people ask you, you know, what do you do? Yes. It's like, oh, well, you know, I do a lot of things. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Where do I start, right? And, and it's hard to get yourself, you know, put into a little box that uh, I'm this or I'm that. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's always been a challenge for me. So uh, uh, I thought, you know what, this is a neat platform where people can share share their experiences. And uh, and we're always looking for people, you know, who just want to share their story. And, and we can do that on the in Rise magazine. So there's, you know, right now it's a free service we do. And, and we just want to want to hear your story. If you're out there building something or you have a dream mm-hmm. or you, you're a musician or you're an artist, uh, entrepreneur, um, uh, we want to help you tell your story, and we'll, we'll, you know, we'd love to interview you, and we'll put you in the magazine, and we'll showcase you, and uh, and, uh, and 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 give people another perspective uh, about who you are and and how you got to where you are in your in your career and in, in your life, and um, and I think people can relate to that a lot better because they hear that story, you know. It, yes. When I was in sales full time, we had a we had an expression and it was, uh, you know, facts tell, but stories sell. And so if you can tell your story, people can relate to you and they can identify and, uh, and you have a better uh, chance of, of uh, conveying your message or whatever it is you're trying to, to, to build or promote or to get across. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Connect. Well, connecting to those thoughts of the interviews you have done so far, are there any that stands out like as like a really unusual profession that somebody has created? Yes, yes. So, um, so I just started this recently, and uh, so I think we only have about uh, half a dozen or so uh, interviews on there. Um, but I think one was uh, one we did recently, and um, uh, her name is Robin, and mm-hmm. uh, she had an interesting story in that she was involved in the subprime uh, lending world. She was a, a loan officer for a while, mm-hmm. was really successful there, and uh, then she became a uh, dating coach and worked for an oh, online dating okay. company. So oh, that's cool. That, that was fun, and uh, and did that for a while, and uh, and then she. Uh, uh, began to pursue her writing and but what I really liked about her and this is my favorite question on our interview questions that we use is is where I ask people you know what challenges or what what are some of the biggest challenges you faced and how did you deal with those mm-hmm. and uh, her story was really touching and and she really took some time and thought to really share with uh, you know to share with people what her challenges are and and that's kind of the theme of uh, uh, rise. You know, the, the acronym or the the word also means rise above adversity. You know, or mm-hmm. or, or rise above the challenges that you have. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, we don't get. Uh, you know, as we get older, we find more and more challenges in our lives. So we, if we can, uh, you know, if we can figure out how to, 
you know, how to, how to rise above those, we can, uh, uh, you know, it's something that we can share those stories and, and help other people when they face those challenges and know that yes. they're not the only ones. So I thought she had a really neat story. But, uh, but yeah, having, you know, these multiple careers and multiple um, experiences, uh, uh, you know, come back to that question, you know, what do you do? Well, um, you can't answer that in one sentence. And yes. so this gives people a way to, to really share their story. Would you say that a lot of the entrepreneurs that you've met have that in common, like have a very interesting job history? Like even with myself, for example, you know, I was a massage therapist. I worked Mm -hmm. at a bank, you know, I've done so many different varied things. Is that something that you've noticed in all your interviews so far? Absolutely. And I, and I think the reason is, is I, I think we're built differently in a lot of ways. In other words, we, uh, I call it uh, the opportunity radar and we go through life with our opportunity radar up and we're always keeping our eyes and ears open to trends and ideas and, and um, opportunities that we try and take advantage of. And, and mm-hmm. as entrepreneurs, we usually fail most of the time, but um, if we can hit one or two and do real well with it, uh, it's exciting. But, but yeah, I think that's what it is. It's, it's a character trait to where, um, we just have a curiosity and, uh, and, uh, and an observation skill to see those opportunities when they come up. And a lot of times we might be way too early in the marketplace to, to figure out a way to solve a problem, or we mm-hmm. just don't have the resources or the funds or the right talent to, to help us in those areas. Um, and, uh, um, but yeah, I think we're kind of a special, different breed, and, and, and I think a bunch of oddballs too. So, so <laughs> um, and that's a good thing. So. Yeah. Another question I have is, uh, knowing what you know now, what advice would you give to your younger entrepreneurial self? Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, uh, I would say, um, fail fast and and uh, and just jump in now. Mm-hmm. You can't go blindly though, because it's you do make a lot of mistakes. But sometimes that's the the best way to learn. As we go in, we fail. We we learn what didn't work, mm-hmm. um, and so so I think it's the same advice I would give uh, anybody, and that's just keep trying, and and you keep hitting it from multiple angles. You know, I, I heard an expression once that said. Um, um, if you're suffering fr- from a money problem, it's not really a money problem that you're, ha- that you're having. What you're having is an idea problem. Oh. So, so work on your ideas and figure out a different way or a different angle. And, yeah. um, you know, even with my company Rise, uh, it started with one idea and it's branched out into the different areas. And we've got a lot of ideas of where we want to take it. Um, but, you know, in the startup world, they call it, uh, you know, you try something and it doesn't work and you, you change course, they call it a pivot, you know, so you pivot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've pivoted so many times in my businesses that I sometimes feel like a break dancer, you know, it's like, <laughs> you know, are we ever going to get it right? And, and I think that's the thing. You just keep trying and working in different approaches, different angles, and, um, and you'll find what works and you'll find what doesn't. And uh, hopefully you can arrive where you need to be. And uh, so I think that's the advice. Just keep trying. Don't give up. Hit it from different angles. And, and remember, if it's, it's just an idea problem that you're, that you're running into if you're running into a challenge. So, so try and do a reset. Step outside of yourself. Step outside mm-hmm. of your problems. 
and uh, try and look at it from a new perspective. And, and you'll be amazed what, what you can come up with there. And, and I think the other thing too is, as an entrepreneur, this is really important, is, is don't tie your identity to your business. Mm-hmm. And the reason is, is when you do that, if that business fails, your identity fails, or you, you get destroyed personally. Uh, yeah. And uh, I think we all do that in our first venture. We become so emotionally attached to that venture. Um, our identity is tied to it. And if it fails, um, we take it personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to kind of think of it as, uh, uh, you know, maybe you're a shipping company and you're on the shore and you're and you're launching these different ships out there across the stormy seas. Uh, a lot of them are going to make it across that sea to the other side. But those those ships that you're launching are these business ideas that you have. Mm-hmm. And um, if you can just uh, stay on the shore and launch these and not tie your identity to that so that if one of these does fail, you, you don't have to take it personally yeah. and you don't let it crush you because, you know, that's no fun. <laughs> yeah. Now that you mentioned that, I've heard of athletes going through similar types of issues where they were that thing, like, for example, NFL player, mm-hmm. they were a football player and yeah. They get injured, they're out, and now they don't know what to do. So, yeah. That would be very hard, yes. Yeah, so I like that advice. Don't get too attached mm-hmm. to that. Yeah, I like that. I feel that's very helpful. Yeah. I think another way of looking at it, too, is, um, uh, you know, w- when you're an entrepreneur, you go through highs and lows, and it's it's very stressful, and you have you know stages of euphoria and excitement, and then severe depression, and you're <laughs> and you're often you know I call it being on the precipice of financial ruin all the time <laughs> sometimes, and um, but uh, but you almost have to develop what's called uh, and, and I heard someone else describe it this way, but it's it's the the emotional flatline approach. So the flatline is uh, you know looking like your your body's on a, a machine that's measuring your pulse or your or, mm-hmm. you know. Um, what you try and do is keep your emotions in check to where when things are going great, you try to, you know, just you learn how to steal yourself so that you're not, uh, you don't get too euphoric. And mm-hmm. if things are going horrible, you learn how to just stay calm and just keep plugging away. Mm-hmm. So you almost, you almost desensitize yourself to those mood swings. And I think you, I think that just comes over time as a self-protection mechanism because you have mm-hmm. to learn how to, you know, that, okay, things are going well now, but, the, you know, I'm probably going to run into a, into a challenge around the corner. So I've just got to just, you know, keep an even keel. I guess that's the thing. So try and try and develop that flatline approach. You know, don't get too excited when it's going great mm-hmm. and don't get too depressed when it's going, you know, things aren't going great. So, yeah. So another thing I wanted to touch on was sure. that you're listed in the genius directory. Oh, Can yeah. you- that's Tell us a little funny. bit more <laughs> about that. Yeah, that's sure. cool. So, so my story is, is I was, um, I had heard about these nootropic supplement type things and uh, started using them for years. And, uh, and as I, you know, I've always been an avid uh, researcher, a reader, and of course, thanks to the internet, everyone's a genius. And when your mm-hmm. phone's turned off, we're all idiots. So, <laughs> um, but luckily for that, I, I, you know, I, I started getting interested in these different uh, subcultures. There's whole uh, cultures out there that uh, of people that are what are called mental athletes, and so they they actually have contests and competitions like uh, memory contests or, or mental math uh, competitions. Oh wow! And I thought that's kind of interesting. It's fun. It's a challenge, and and uh, I never entered into any of those, and I'm you know not particularly good at any of those, but it was a fun exercise. 
but while doing that, I stumbled across uh, what were called like these high IQ societies like Mensa and others. And, um, and so more out of curiosity, I thought, well, I wanted, I, I'm just curious to see where I fall on that scale. And, uh, and I actually scored really well on uh, uh, tests that, that tested for verbal skills. Oh, okay. And I did horrible on, on tests that dealt with math skills. But, uh, um, and, uh, so, but that was really, really cool and really exciting to see that. And, you know, there's a whole debate on what IQ really means. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it really means much at all. I mean, there's... Um, you know, I think if you go to to uh, the the WorldGeniusDirectory.com, which uh, is where that is listed, um, they have a really good definition of IQ and kind of the debates and what it really means. And um, but uh, but I thought it was kind of fun. And at the time, you know, my wife said, "You're just an idiot savant," and I said, <laughs> "Yeah, I, I can't argue with you on that." So, <laughs> so I wouldn't put too much into it, but it is fun and uh, um, it's a good exercise. And but. I don't put a lot of weight into it, but it, it is cool to say. So. Yeah, that is cool. Like, can you give an example of sure. what one of the tests were? So I know you just said mental math. Sure. Like, so they gave you numbers and you have to add them quickly. Is there like... Right. And uh, a lot of it is pattern recognition, uh, okay. relatability. Um, um, in the verbal tests, uh, you, you know, it, it's, uh, they do word associations and, um, and that's very interesting. I, I thought it was fun because it was a, a kind of challenging, like a puzzle. And uh, um, I love to read, although I haven't done much in recent years. But uh, um, you know, I love the, the 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 ideas of language and the English language. And there's how there's so many. Uh, you know, it's like painting. You could have just a, a certain word that's just the the right word to say exactly what you're feeling. And um, and you know, just like a, a certain brushstroke or a certain color, mm-hmm. and uh, um, you have so many choices. And uh, um, but but in this test, they would you know put together like maybe two or three words, and you'd have to find a fourth word that kind of related to the first three. And that was fun. That was that was a neat challenge. And uh, um, yeah, so so yeah, it's you know the math ones are really tough. Um, um, yeah, that was not my strong point. So, <laughs> Talking about, you just mentioned like brush strokes and mm-hmm. so on. So also yeah. in your bio, I saw that yeah. you are an artist as well. Right. Yeah. So yeah. how did art call to you? Like what, sure. when did you start creating art? Um, art, I, you know, I love art. I've, um, you know, when I got out of high school or in high school, I was, uh, like a lot of people, my dream was to be in a band and be a rock star, right? <laughs> you, know, and, you know, that, that kind of gets knocked out of your system fairly quick. But, uh, but I, you know, I loved music and, um, and that turned into a love of art over the years, but I never really picked up a brush or a pencil, uh, until maybe just a few years ago. Um, but I've always admired, uh, you know, when you see a great work of art, um, you know, it moves you. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I had always, you know, appreciated that over the years and, and made a mental note. So in my mind, I like to say I've been painting and thinking about art for years and years. Um, but, uh, it wasn't till a few years ago, um, that I kind of started exploring with it. I had a little bit of time, uh, and then, um, uh, uh, my wife got sick at the time and, uh, mm-hmm. and I was her primary caregiver and, uh, uh, it was during that time that I had a lot of time on my hands. So I started kind of as a form of therapy to paint and, and mm-hmm. do more of that. And, uh, 
And I just found I really loved it. And I think now the challenge is still finding time to do as much of it as I want to do, because uh, especially for artists um, or any creative person, you know, you have to focus on generating income first. Yes. And then you have to find time to be able to create your art. So that's always the struggle and the challenge. And uh, that's one of the things I'm trying to develop with Rise is uh, we're putting together an affiliate program where, where uh, artists and entrepreneurs can actually earn revenue um, through the website and hopefully give them a residual income or a, or a royalty income mm -hmm. that can hopefully free up their time so they can focus more energies on their passions, you know, the things that they really want to do. Mm -hmm. and, and that was just because I saw that need in myself and, and I realized that other people have that need as well. And so if we can create a platform where people can do that, mm -hmm. um, hopefully we can do that. And, and we can, I think we need a lot more art in the world. You know, there's yeah. too many people are, have all these great ideas or inventions that, uh, that are just held back from, you know, by finances. So if we can help give them one more way or one more way to help them, that's, that's kind of my goal with Rise. So, oh, nice. Yeah. I like that. Cool. Um, well, related to that, so yeah, I would say mm -hmm. that entrepreneurs are very busy. They got a lot on their plate. Mm -hmm. So for you personally, what are some self-care practices mm -hmm. that you do because right. so you don't burn out? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Um, I think the, the number one thing for me is to not be so hard on myself, you know, so mm -hmm. we have to be very... Uh, uh, very for, very forgiving of ourselves and and not be too critical a lot of times i'll uh, i'll finish uh, an art piece or something and it's often a struggle working through it mm -hmm. uh, just like our businesses and uh, um and it's not only i mean it's not until you maybe you've stepped away from it for a while mm -hmm. and you come back and look at it with a fresh set of eyes uh, that you realize that, hey, that wasn't so bad after all, you know, yeah. while, while I was doing it, I sure hated it. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, um, so, so to don't, be, don't be so quick to discount yourself. I think we're, we are our own worst critics. Mm -hmm. And, um, and there's a great quote by Andy Warhol that I, that I loved. And he's, he said, basically, you know, um, don't worry whether other people think your art is good or bad. Just keep doing it. You know, that's not mm. your business. You know, some are going to like it, some aren't, but mm -hmm. just, just keep creating it, you know? And I thought that was good advice. So. Yeah. He was a really cool guy. Like I've heard yes. some stories. This is just a side note, but mm -hmm. um, when I was going to SDSU back in the day, one of our teachers talked about how Andy Warhol was supposed to make an appearance in an interview and in the end he sent someone else to do it for him but like a guy that like wore a wig or something like to dress up like him <laughs> and to take his place because right. he was busy right. and it's like i thought that was really funny <laughs> he was such a cool character yeah. yeah and he would have fun with interview uh, reporters because yeah. uh, he would uh, he would not talk or yeah that's um <laughs> he was pretty amazing he was very good at uh positioning himself i think so <laughs> and a great artist obviously so <laughs> yeah. all right well we're nearing towards the end right. and this is the part where we do oh wait wait sorry right before we do the shout outs what i would like to say is that we'll have all of his information in the show notes so if you want to see the magazine find out more his information will be there as well um and while we're on that subject of that, is there other social media that you want to mention or anything like that? Sure. You bet. Um, uh, you know, 
the, you know, you'll have the links, but if you want to look at uh, my art, there's uh, stephenmenard.com. That's M-I-N-N-A-R, uh, and Stephen with a V. And, um, and then you can find my Instagram and Facebook on there as well. And then uh, uh, risemind.com and uh, Rise Magazine with the R-Y-Z. So those are the best places to find stuff. So. All right. So now for the shout out. So. Okay. Who would you like to shout out, or what would you like to shout out? Okay, sure. Well, I, I want to give a big shout out to a good friend of mine, uh, David, who is actually an entrepreneur that's been um, working really hard for the last uh, 20-some years. Uh, we've been uh, partners and friends for a long time. But uh, it's funny that you, that you say shout out because he's, he's creating a new company now called StarShoutOut.com. Oh, okay. So, and uh, <laughs> it's such an amazing idea, but basically what you can do is um, – you can actually, uh, you know, let's say, let me ask you this. Who's your favorite actor or actress? Who would you? Oh, okay. Let me see. Um, I would say right now I really like Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Okay, He's great. very funny, him and Jason Momoa. They're both... Both of them are super funny. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So, okay. So being your friend and I know that you like the rock and see, I know your birthday's coming up. Mm -hmm. What I can do through star shout out is I can go in and uh, I can actually pay you know, anywhere from a hundred dollars to a few hundred dollars, maybe sometimes more to actually have the rock deliver a personal short video message to you address it to you wishing you a happy birthday <laughs> oh that's funny and i can surprise you on your birthday yeah. and uh, that's what starshoutout.com does and uh, it's um it's pretty cool because it's a way to connect celebrities or influencers or stars to their fan base in a very personal way that's really never been done before and um and anyway so that's you know when talking about shout outs that's the first thing that came to mind and uh um, he's building an awesome company to do that, and uh, they're actually going to be, uh, uh, you know, raising funds and going out into the market uh, any moment now. So it'll be fun to watch that develop. So, ooh, okay, <laughs> maybe we'll have the link to that as well. You bet. Um, who I would like to shout out is my friend Carol. Um, she actually got me that microphone that you're using today. Um, so now that I can have more people be interviewed or talking during a podcast so thank you carol we're using your microphone thank you so thank you everybody for listening and thank you as well for thank coming you. i really enjoyed this interaction likewise thank you all right bye everybody